Hi, we here at Grace Life would love to help you discover Jesus' unconditional love and grace for you. We pray that this message will be a blessing to you and further establish you in the truth of God's Word. Open our, our Bibles in the books of Acts, Acts 16, from verse 1. As soon as we have it, we're going to just read together. All our papers are blowing away outside. Okay. There's going to be a part of that that I'm going to minister to you about, but I want to read the whole chapter before we um, talk 16, about eh? Acts 16, yes. From verse 1. From verse 1. Then came to Derb and to Lystra, and behold, a certain disciple was there named Timotheus, the son of a certain woman, which was a Jewess, and believed and believed. But his father was a Greek which was well reported of the brethren that were at Lystra and Iconium. Him would Paul have to go forth with him and took him and circumcised him because of the Jews which were in those quarter, for they knew all that his father was a Greek. And they went through the cities, they delivered them the decrees for to keep that were ordained of the apostle and elders which were at Jerusalem. And so were the churches established in, the, in faith and increased in numbers daily, in number daily. Now when they had gone through Phrygia <laughs> and the region of Gal Galatia, and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia, after they were come to Mysia, yeah. they essayed to go into Bithia, Bithynia. Bithynia. But the Spirit suffered them not. And they passing by Mysia came down up Troas. And a vision ap ap appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and they prayed him saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. And after... He had seen the vision immediately were endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering in that land, had called for us to preach the gospel unto them. Therefore, losing from Troas, we came with a straight course to Samothracia, and the next day to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is the chief city of part of Macedonia and Colonia, and we and we were in that city abiding certain days. And on the Sabbath day, we went out in the city by a riverside. We prayed where, where prayer was wont, wont to be made. And we sat down and spake unto the women and which resorted thither. thither. In a certain, and a certain woman named Lady, Lydia, a seller of purple of the city of Thyatira, which was worshipped, God heard us, whose heard the Lord open, that she attempt, attended 
unto the things which were spoken of Paul. And when she was baptized and her household, she besought us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord. Now my phone went off, sorry. Where am I now? Okay. And she came to pass and went to pray the certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by sooth, saying, The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the most high God, which show unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days, but Paul being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out of, out of her the same hour. And when her master saw, saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace, into the rulers, unto the rulers. And brought them to the magistrate, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble in our city. And teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe being Romans. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes, and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, changing the jailer to keep them, um, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast and they in their stocks. And at midnight, I think we need to listen to the, what happened at midnight. At midnight, Paul and Silas prayed, and they sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundation of the prison was shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's hands were loosed. And the keeper of the prison waking the keeper of the prison awakening, awaking out of his sleep and seeing the prison's doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in, and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy house and thy house. Can I read that again? And they said, and, and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved and thy house. And they spake unto him and 
him the word of the Lord and to all of that were all of that were in the house. And he took them to the same hour of the night and washed their feet stripes and was baptized he and all and all his straight way. And when he had brought them into his house he said he said, meet before them and rejoice, believing in God with all his house. And when it was day, the magistrate sent the surgeon, saying, let these, those men go. And the keeper of the prison told this saying to Paul, the magistrate have sent to let you go now, therefore depart and go in peace. But Paul said unto them, they have beaten us openly, uncondemned being Romans and have cast us into prison and now do they thrust us out privately now verily but let them come themselves and fetch us out and the surgeons told these words unto the magistrate and they feared when they heard that they were they were Romans and they came and besought them and and brought them out and desired them to depart out of the city. And they went out of the prison and entered into the house of Lydia. And when they had seen the brethren, they comforted them and departed. Amen. Amen. So yeah, the, we see what happened now when Paul and Silas was in jail. And, you know, these magistrate, these men... You know what did they do with Paul? As we read, they have beaten Paul and Silas before they've put, they've put them in jail. Now, strict adhere to the list of um, when, we, when, when, when we look at our lives and we ask ourselves, what did we ask when we received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior? We didn't go through all the things that Paul and Silas went through. We didn't go through all the the, the pain and everything that they went through. Not, not, not even our people that is in our community goes through so much pain. Not even us that are sitting here. So for us, it shouldn't be such a big problem to go out and make disciples of all, all nations. So, yeah, Romans 3 verse 20 reads, No one will declare righteous in, his, in God's sight by observing the law. Acts 16 provides one example of many adventures and challenges faced by the early Christian church. It records the preaching of Paul and Silas, their prosecution and their imprisonment. Rather than feeling discouraged while in jail, the two Christians pray and sang hymns, as we read. They sang hymns. And how can a person sing while he was beaten and his body is in pain? But yet in the middle of the night, the two of them started to sing hymns and they started to praise God. And an earthquake shook the prison. The doors opened and the chains of all the prisoners were loosed. The jailer, greatly concerned, approached the two falling before them and pleading, Sir, what must I do to be saved? And I'm sure we all got to that road where we all fall asked. What must I do to receive Jesus? How do I do? Or how do I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior? And then Paul and Silas replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. 
that it's not just only that they need to believe, they need to confess also with their mouth. But what they said to them that night, that hour when they asked them that question, was believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. The passage is important in relation of the topic of salvation or technically in everyday language, salvation has to do with how we are saved or how we've been delivered from our fallen condition. We are, as noted in another article in the series, rebels in God's image. Fallen and in need of restoration. That is what happened, or this is what is happening with a person that doesn't have Jesus Christ or receive Jesus as the Lord and Savior. In Christian terms, salvation refers to this restoration. This is what happened to us. We've been restored. We've been setting right from what, what was wrong. And, and what is salvation not? Before clarifying salvation in biblical terms, it will be helpful to look at the ways of salvation that are not in line with Christian um, or with, with, with a believer. Probably the most common approach is work-based. As the same suggests, this approach to salvation relies on human works and what we can do in order to save ourselves. But we know most that we cannot save ourselves. I think each and every one of us know Amen. that we cannot save ourselves. But when it comes to salvation, Christianity is savior-centered. It is only Jesus that can save us. No one can save us. Not self-centered. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourself. It is a gift of God. Not by works so that no one can boast. Ephesians 2, verse 8 and 9. Good works are the natural outcome of following salvation through Christ. Neither is salvation universal, meaning that no one will be saved. This does not mean that God does not love everyone. Indeed, he wants all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. 1 Timothy 2 verse 4. But only Christ is the way and the truth and the life. Salvation is not found in legalism either. Strict adhere to the list of do's and don'ts is not what Christian salvation is about. It's not about a lot of do's and don'ts. Romans 3 verse 20 reads, No one will be declared righteous in, in God's sight by observing the law. Rather, through the law we become conscious of sin. We all fall short of the glory of God, isn't it? Amen. Amen. Romans 3 verse 20, 23. Some beliefs claim that salvation in a biblical sense is not required. Instead, Instead, terms such as spiritual liberation or enlightenment are used. Most of the time, this is found in various of Eastern worlds, such as the pantheisms. Usually, the core, core idea is that human beings need only realize that they are perfect and divine, resulting in salvation. But we are far from perfect, and deep down, everyone knows this fact. God exists, but He is not us and we are not him. Biblical salvation, when, the, when then is biblical salvation? It is not by works, legalism, enlightenment, as I said, and it's not universal. But then what must we do to be saved? 
It is important to keep in mind that salvation encompasses what God has done for us and not what we can do for Him. It is what God has done for us and not what we can do for God. God has taken the initiative in His plan of redemption, reaching out through Christ. Hence, answer regarding the question or salvation is given by Paul and Silas. What did Paul and Silas say to the to the to the um, jailers? To the jailers. Believe. Believe in the Lord Jesus. <laughs> ne? That's Acts 16 verse 31. The Greek works translation believe in the passage is pastel, meaning to believe, put one's faith in, trust with an implication that actions based on that must trust must, may follow. Believe then encompasses more than just knowing about Jesus. One must also act on this knowledge, combining faith and trust and act on it. So what do we do when we act on it? When we act on it, we we believe, but we repent also. So salvation also entails repentance, a sincere willingness to radically change our behavior. Like I said last week, we change our behavior. And we see this in, in, in Matthew 3 verse um, 2 and Matthew 4 verse 17. But I'll give you the, the, the references afterwards if you... Um, and then Luke, Mark 6 verse 12, Luke 13 verse 3 to 5 and Acts 2 to 35. There is a certain degree of humility that is also required on our path in order to submit to Christ and to receive salvation. In the story of the jailer, for instance, we are told he fell trembling before Paul and Silas in Acts 16 verse 29. He also addressed them as sir. We did read it, sir, using a term of respect and acknowledging the authority of Paul and Silas in Christ. In other words, the roles are reversed. Rather than Christian prisoners being under the authority of the jailer, it is the jailer now humbly submits, submits to them, sincerely seeking God's salvation. And this is what's going to happen when we go outside and we minister to people that doesn't know Jesus. Because of our lives and because of we that have repented and received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, people look at us and they would also want to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So salvation simple, but deep. The Christian message of salvation is simple, enough for everyone to understand. Even if you go outside and you minister or we minister to some person outside and we tell him about the love of Jesus, that person will look at us and he will immediately see the way we come to them in love that he will receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And I'm sure the moment we start to keep Going out to people, the moment we start to minister to people outside, outside that door, people will receive Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. Because there is a hunger in the hearts of those that doesn't know Jesus. But deep enough to entail a lifetime of study. Salvation is very much interconnected to other aspects of, such as the meaning of Christ's atonement, the human condition, God's attributes, such as his justice and holiness our eternal destiny, and much more. Jesus is Lord is a simple statement of faith. 
We did say it when we declared that we received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We said that Jesus is our Lord. We receive him as our Lord and Savior. It is a simple statement of faith, but in relation to salvation, it is important to know who Jesus is. We need to know who Jesus is, who he claims to be, and what it means to believe and follow him. The Apostle Paul summarized the message of salvation, the gospel in 1 Corinthians 15, where he wrote under divine inspiration. Now, brothers, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received on, which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I've preached to you. This is what Paul is saying. We should hold firmly to the word that has been ministered to us. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. For what I have received, I passed on to you as of first importance that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Isn't that true? Yes. Christ died for us according to the scriptures. That he was buried, buried that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. And that he appeared to Peter and then to the twelve in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 1 to 5 in the NIV. In this passage, Paul stresses literal death and resurrection of Christ for our sins. And it is true. Jesus died for us. He rose on the third day. And today he's glorified. Amen. Amen. The biblical foundation for this acknowledging the authority of the Bible and the proof proved by Christ's many post-resurrection appearances. Christ, the center, he is the center of salvation. But we are not expected to just believe and be safe without any appeal to proof or reason. Certainly faith plays a part in salvation and we believe it. We have been saved by grace through faith. So faith plays a, a very important role in our life as Christians. Certainly faith plays a part in salvation, but there is a difference between blind faith and justified faith. Even Acts 1.3, for instance, observes of Christ. After his suffering, he showed himself to these men and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. Don't we do? We all know that, that Jesus is alive. He has resurrected from the dead. Amen? Amen. Many have seen him. While in Acts, if you don't believe it, then there must be something wrong. Because Christ has been resurrected. Amen. Amen. Paul stated that his Christian, the, the, his Christian beliefs are true and reasonable. When Paul and Silas said to the jailer, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. They understand the centrality of Christ in salvation. The word translated as, as saved is charged with deep Implications, meaning to save, to rescue, to deliver, to heal also. To save, to rescue, to deliver, and to heal. To be in a right relationship with God. That, that's what it means. With the implication that the condition before salvation was one of grave danger or distress. Just before, just before we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Christ's death and resurrection offers every one of us an opportunity to, for salvation. When is the right time to ascend, to accept this offer? When is the right time? According to the word today, now is the right time to receive Jesus Christ 
Otherwise, we will be lost forever for those that does not have Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. God is not, God is holding back, God is holding back to give us that chance for everyone outside. Otherwise, he would have come already. And he came, he's in our hearts, he's in our lives. But for those that are outside that doesn't have Jesus Christ, he's holding back to come for them to be saved. Amen. Amen. So what, what, does it, what does it mean for us as Christians that have Jesus Christ, that has received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior? In Isaiah, to, uh, Isaiah 12 verse 2, it says, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. This is what Isaiah said. For the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. God has become our salvation. And this is what Isaiah says in Isaiah 12 verse 2. Behold, look, take note, think about and contemplate this glorious truth. God is my salvation. I will trust. That's why we could have sang the way we sang this morning. Amen. That's why we could have praised the way we were praising him. Because God is our salvation. Amen. I will trust and not be afraid. If we can say that to yourself, even if COVID strikes. Mm. Yes. That we can say to ourselves, I will trust him and I will not be afraid. Amen. Amen. I will trust and I will not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and he is my song. Do you think when we play songs in the morning, the songs is for nothing? I think those songs is to worship God. Amen. To praise Him for all He has done. We sang this morning, His goodness is running after Hallelujah. us. And we see it because we are alive today. Amen. We are well, His goodness yes. is running after us. So we have a song inside of us to worship God. God the Lord who covers Himself with light and rides upon the wings. Of the wind is my strength, my song, and my savior. Amen. Behold the everlasting God who declared, I am that I am, is the author and the alpha, the beginning and the source of my salvation. He is also the finisher, the omega, the end and the finality of my life. There is no created thing in heaven or above or in the earth beneath that can claim the credential of Jehovah my God. So, now how can I fear? What do we fear? What do we have to fear? We don't have to fear anything. Because God is with us. He is our song. What can man or devil do to me? Nothing. Because he's overcome. Amen. The devil do to me when the Lord God has become my eternal security. No one can do us harm. No one can do anything. No sickness, nothing, no death, nothing Amen. can separate us from the love of God. Amen. This is the glorious song of ecstatic praise and great rejoicing that Israel will sing in a harmonic unison in that future day when the saved remnant of God's chosen people will eat of the fruit of the land of Israel in peace and in security. This is the psalm of thanksgiving and joy that will be sung in the streets of Jerusalem when the Messiah King returns from heaven to sit on the throne of his father David. For Judah will be saved. Amen. Amen. Israel will dwell securely 
the Lord is past will be saved. Amen. Because of us that are here. And they will, uh, they will herald the Lord Jesus Christ as the Lord God, our righteousness. We will all sing that day. We will all rejoice in the Lord. But not that day, just we'll, we, we rejoice now. We rejoice now while we are waiting. Amen. And while we are ministering to people outside that needs to hear the voice and the word of God. Amen. But this has already become a hymn of an unparalleled rejoicing for generations of believers. This has become part of the never-ending hymn of praise that is sung by all who have been saved by grace through faith in His sacrificial death and glorious resurrection. We have been born again, can already say with certainty, the Lord is my God, Jesus Christ. And he's Lord, my righteousness. If you can't say that today, I don't know what you are going to say. Because we that are born again can already say this today. The Lord is my God. And Jesus Christ, he is, my, he is the Lord, my righteousness. He is our righteousness. Amen. 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 We can in spirit and in truth cry out and say, I have trusted him and I am not afraid for nothing can separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. And yes, while, 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 while everything is going on in this world and while there's illnesses and sickness and everything going on, we can today say we trust in the Lord. Hallelujah. We've got no other, no man, no one that we put our trust in. Amen. We put our trust in Him and in Him alone. I've trusted Him and I'm not afraid for nothing can separate me from the love of God, Amen. which is in Christ Jesus. We can already herald our heavenly bridegroom as our God and Savior. He is Lord. Jehovah, we can say with full assurance, He is my strength. Hallelujah. And my song. And He became my Redeemer. At Calvary, it's because of Jesus Christ yes. that we have been saved today. The worth of the gift is intensified by the worthiness of the giver and the immeasurable value and inestimable in blessing of salvation to the unworthy sinner without comparison in both the visible world and the invisible universe. It is beyond human comprehension that the Lord has become my salvation through the sacrifice of his own life on the cross of Calvary. And therefore we can sing, we can dance, we can praise because of Jesus Christ that has won the battle. Nothing, knowing that my salvation is secure. Is your salvation secure, beloved? Amen. Our salvation is secure because Amen. of, because uh, is secure in his worthy hands. Every facet that has touched my life is equally under the protection of his mighty power. Each and every one of you is under his protection, under his mighty power. For he has become the foundational bedrock upon which my confidence rests. Our confidence needs to rest on him. And he is the ever-flowing fountain of living strength that infills my heart and overspills into songs of worship and shouts of praise to his wonderful name. And therefore we could sing this morning, 
like I sing when the dream team was here. The song came into my heart. I sing. What is that song's name? Of his wonderful love. His, his, his wonderful, um, wonderful love. Um, I'll get to the words now, but I know that song is so beautiful this morning when I, when, I, when I actually heard it in my spirit. A day is coming when the nation of Israel will stand up with the church of Christ and together with saints of old and those yet to be born will sing a harmonious chorus in unity, in spirit and in truth. Behold, God is my salvation. Imagine if Jesus come one day and we all sing unto him and 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 yo, I, I I just felt this this morning how glorious that would be when we sing that song of worship when we see when we see Jesus. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and the song, and he has become my salvation. Jesus has become my salvation. Jesus has become your salvation, our salvation. Amen. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to connect with us, or if you'd like us to pray with you, please contact us at info at gracelife.co. If you'd like to order more resources or discover more about us, you can visit our website at www.gracelife.co or find us on Twitter, Facebook and YouTube.